Meanwhile, in a hot tub on Krakoa. I started thinking about how I'm sure this wonderful island would make a way for someone like me to have a baby. I mean, if I wanna. Which made me realize I didn't wanna. Seemed like a lot of trouble for something I didn't even want. I don't want a baby, Remy. Not now, maybe not ever. It was hard enough for me to let one person in, and that was you. I don't know that I'm ready for that to change. I signed up to live this life with you. Mm, and the cats. Yeah, yeah, okay, and the cats. He's saying something important. You in good control now, no? Nah? No gloves, no bracelet, no problem? Mm-hmm. Nothing to worry about but enjoying the night together. Oh, the bubbles. Mm. This body here is all yours, Cher. And whatever you do with it, well, I'm just happy to be included, Mom. But if you did want a kid, it'd be a good excuse to spend some time fooling around. Oh, 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 Remy, who needs an excuse? Oh, oh, oh! That was a page from Excalibur number six by Teeny Howard and, oh shit, who's the artist? Marcus Toe. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 117 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am Brett and I am joined by my effervescent co-host, Evil Jeff. Hey! Hi, Evil. Woo! Damn, that was a steamy scene, huh? I know. I love how it's like, I don't want a baby, now let's fuck. <laughs> I would, well, we'll get into it. I don't want a baby. Uh, I loved it. Um, so, hi. Welcome to episode 117. Hello. Uh, you know, typically we start this show off with some hot topics, but instead I feel like we need to make some corrections for some um, past mistakes from some recent episodes. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do it. What do you want to bring up? Are you sure? Well, I want to bring up the fact that we reviewed Jessica Jones' Blind Spot number one as if it was a new book. Um, and our friend Cody on Twitter pointed out that that shit was released in 2018 and it's a reprint. Well, I think it was just released digitally. And this is the first yeah, time. Yeah, and that then it was. Then this is the first time they're actually but, releasing it as a comic. Like printed. Well, according to him, um, it's already been printed as a graphic novel. <laughs> oh, so, but this is the first time as it's just like individual issues. That's so weird. I think you did it, ba- they did it backwards. Right. You do the comic, it's like, then the digital, then the graphic yeah, novel. Right. Exactly. But that's, if it was 2018, that was, didn't we read it? Didn't we read it? Did we, Did we read, read it? This? And both of us Did reviewed it and didn't remember? Because we've read it. I got to go back to old issues, episodes. Did we read it? That must be embarrassing. I know it's even more um, embarrassing that no one was like, yeah. hey, on your other episode you did this we our fans yeah don't have enough nobody either <laughs> nobody knows our show yeah nobody not even us oh god well, what humiliations uh well that's the I thing. Wanna... you know there's there's way more corrections than that we're, we're fucking yeah up all the time yeah we are like i want to point out that i think we might have referred to vita aliala as as she last week when uh they prefer they pronouns please who Vita Alalia, who is going to be writing uh, um, 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 Children of the Atom. 
Oh, there are they. Yeah. Congratulations. Respect the pronouns. Respect the pronouns. And hey, if you have trouble with it, that's okay. You just have to try. Yeah, don't be a just dick. Be just don't be a it. dick. Right. Anyway. Um, and then uh, I have um, a correction um, to put out there. Um, and that is, uh, I recently, um, told a woman, I congratulated her on her pregnancy (laughs) and then, but it turned out she wasn't pregnant. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. it It just turned out she was really bloated from having drowned in a river. Yeah. Yeah, that that glow that glow about her was actually um, the, the the pallor of death. Yes. So yeah. God, egg on my face. Damn. Uh. Um, I have a correction. Okay. I uh, I thought I was drinking coffee. It turns out it's just black tea. Oh God. Oh God. Um, I also have a correction. Mm-hmm. I started watching. Uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series um, on Disney Plus, and right. I liked it. And But now I'd like to make a correction and say I didn't like it because by the fifth episode, it became just really bad. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's it for corrections. I don't right. think you can get worse than that than watching High School Musical, the TV series. Yeah, the dead, the uh, dead thank you so woman much. in the river, that was... You know. No, that was nothing compared to High School Musical. <laughs> um, our apologies, and we appreciate your patience with us. Cue the music. Oh. Uh, it's been a while, Brad. We had to wait a whole week. Oh. But now it's finally time to exhale. That's right. My X load is huge because I had to hold <laughs> it in last week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there were two great books. In fact, our two favorites came out this week. I'm talking about Marauders and Excalibur. Number sixes, I believe, right? And these yeah. were both so good. So good. I mean, we are ah! eating well. We are yeah. eating well. Yeah. Um, a lot happened in these books. It's sort of like, you know, the end of the arc, the end of the first arc. The number six is always in yeah. a comic book. I mean, and that's the weird thing is usually news starts spreading of like big things that happened. Like Apocalypse died in the previous issue. And so all in, I've saw in all comic news things, it's like Apocalypse is dead, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but but let's talk about Marauders first. Yeah. Because a big thing happened and it actually has an actual cliffhanger because uh, we don't know about. There's a character that's always been is a question mark of whether they can be resurrected. Kitty, because she can't go through the gates, why would she be able to go through the pods? Yes. So Although the pods, they're not Krakoan. I mean it's you know, it's the five. It's not Krakoa. Exactly. But, but that's we, the thing but, is, but, but then we don't want to be we want to be safe. It's just it's because it's just a question mark of like can this right. happen? But here's right. the thing is so 
So uh, it turns out that because where where we left off, give a brief recap of like where we are, Brett, when we entered where we were going into this issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure do. Um, so they went to go save Shinobi Shaw, who was sent to Madripoor to do some black market stuff, get some mutants. Um, he sends out a distress signal, which we thought was some we, there's there's some uh internal affairs happening like we thought sebastian shaw was basically sending shinobi to some sort of trap for our heroes turns out it, it it was so our marauders are saving shinobi shaw from being under attack here come hate monger and executioner uh and they're working for homenes verendi the child former hellfire club so our heroes are under siege now, here's the thing. When Hatemonger and Executioner, how far back do they go? So Hatemonger is an old, old, old. Like, I was actually surprised when Hatemonger showed up. I think, like, Hatemonger is like an old Captain America villain. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think there was a story where Hatemonger was Hitler. Like, it was Hitler under that costume. Jesus. Like, the the Hitler. Yeah. Um, and Executioner, I can't remember the last time he showed up. I do want to say there was in either blue or gold. Maybe there was some... I could be completely making that up. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, they're battling. Uh, and then we find out that uh, Donald Pierce is in the mix as well. Yeah. Um, Donald here's, Pierce... Here's where I'm a little foggy, is that there's... What are they? The Verendi? Yeah, sure. The former, the Hellfire Kids, as I like to kid call them. Can we just call them the Hellfire Kids? Yeah, the Hellfire okay. Kids, and then there's Donald Pierce and Shaw. So yeah. I, so uh, is Donald Pierce is working for the Hellfire Kids, or is he working for Shaw? Um, or one, are they all working together in one big thing? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the right way to look at it. But I would think that Donald Pierce is more aligned with the Hellfire Kids because. He's there with um, uh, Chen Zhao, right, who right, hired right, the Hellfire right. Kids. Oh, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. So that leads me to then, is Shinobi in on all of this as well? Because he actually, you don't really see him as part of the like, <laughs> No, no. Doesn't it feel like he's just bait? Yes, but at the same time, Shaw put in Shinobi's head, hey, they are the ones that killed you. Yeah. I mean, he's being played. Like Emma and Kitty killed you. So then it's like, maybe he is in on it. So He's what we call a pawn. Yes. And then just, can I just say, Kitty coming onto the ship, seeing fucking, and her and Storm, seeing fucking Donald Pierce and being like, fuck no. Hell no. Hell no. Their battle and like Storm just fucking blowing him off. And the running joke of like, can, can those limbs, those limbs fall? Yeah. Turns out no. <laughs> I mean, it's Donald Pierce, though. He has to be aligned with Shaw, right? I, maybe it's just coincidence, but I mean, they, these are, you know, this is like Jacob Marley, Ebenezer Scrooge. Like, these are two business partners. Hello. Yeah. This is like Black King, White King kind yeah. of shit. I bet you he has him involved because he probably maybe wants him to be the Red King. Oh, yeah. He wants to build, you know, he wants Although to build a Although he's not a mutant, club. so I guess he, he wouldn't, no, he, I guess. Ooh, good point. Yeah, so he couldn't be. I wonder, does he have someone in mind of who he wants, what mutant he'd want to put in place? I don't know. Hmm. Harry Leland? 
Oh, I wonder if that's right. They're resurrected. <gasps> fat old Leland with his gravity fat powers. <laughs> that guy. Um, one thing I want to point out is something that happens to Pyro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bring that up. Pyro gets injected by the executioner with something. It turns out he gets injected with Yellow Jacket, who is now using Pyro as a camera. Yellow Jacket is inside Pyro. All no, tiny. Is, is Yellow Jacket is a bad guy? Yeah, man. Didn't you see Ant-Man? Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. I was just thinking, but, wasn't Henry Pym at one point Yellow Jacket? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. I'd never heard of a, a a bad Yellow Jacket until the movie Ant-Man, honestly. When the villain was announced as Yellow Jacket, I was like, isn't that Hank Pym? Yeah, but so, but has bad Yellow Jacket been introduced in... Yeah, in the Marvel comics, already? yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yes. I need to catch up. Okay. Yeah. So bad Yellow Jacket is inside Pyro, and from that situation, we get probably my favorite data page ever. <laughs> oh, I'm describing what, what Bishop and him were doing. I love how at the but end also, he's, like, he's like, they're pretty cool. These Actually, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're actually, they're pretty cool. I would love to see it like a face turn by Yellow Jacket. He's like, I don't know. I just kind of dig Pyro. He's chill. Um, yeah. What I love that Yellow Jacket sees is what the rest of the ship looks like. And he finds Emma's <laughs> wardrobe. Just all white. White, 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 white. <laughs> All white outfits, as far as the eye can see, including lingerie, which Pyro is kind of holding up to himself. And Yellow Jacket's like, you know what? I think it would look good on him. <laughs> what was that? Is he Yellow says Jacket it. Jacket gay? He says he could rock it. I know. There was something gay about the whole, I don't know. What's Pyro's deal, too? It's just hard to tell. With I know, right? British people seem gay, so it's tough. I think Pyro wouldn't mind getting his dick sucked. There's I think so Pyro's like a, a mouse, a mouse, mate. Yeah, yeah. I would love that if Iceman yeah. and him, if he was just like, I'll let you suck me off. And then Bobby's like, okay. Okay. Bobby can't now because as established in this issue, Bobby has got a side hustle. It was established in that? In this issue? Oh, but you that mean- Bobby has a side hustle. What's the I'm side? I'm queuing you to- Talk about Drag Race. I'm queuing you. To oh, oh, God. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought, I, I see my dirty mind. I thought you were talking about sex. Like, uh, some guy is fucking. No. No, well. he's premiering as someone who works for, uh, technically, I guess, RuPaul. I RuPaul Studios, who makes RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, apparently, Bobby Drake is a guest judge on the upcoming season, which is season 12. Season 12. Which they just dropped. <laughs> So he's an upcoming judge. But what did Storm say where she's like, well, clear, he, he's just like, well, you know, I mean, if I have to do it, but, you know, I do, ha- I am going to be a guest judge. Do Can I go? And then Storm says something like, well, clearly he has the more important thing to do. <laughs> Storm, Storm loves Drag Race. I bet you Storm is like, RuPaul has been fingering all of my poses. <laughs> like, oh, no shit. You've been fingering the poses I've liberated. <laughs> yeah, I bet in the 616, RuPaul bases everything off Aurora Monroe. There is actually a, um, there is a Drag Race contestant who, who mainly dresses up as Storm. Oh. Called Dax! Exclamation point. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah, and her main thing is dressing up as Storm, but she wasn't allowed to do it for on the show. Ugh. Oh, as One a little day. side note, 
two of the queens this season are Jan Sport <laughs> and and a New York queen called Britta Filter. I know. Oh, Britta Filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have to just go by Britta and Jan because they weren't able to get the clearances. Amazing. For their names. So the poor drag queens can't go by their full names. They should just bleep out their last names so people who don't know think they have dirty names. Yeah. Well, that's why Alaska Thunderfuck had to just go by Alaska when she was on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Oh um so uh yeah, Iceman is killing it. And he's and is he sleeping with Christian? That, that's um, right? I mean, I think they are, however. Christian is we, bad. We've learned Christian's bad. Christian is on he's kind of working with Shaw. But it seems like his main thing is he's betraying Kitty and his sister so that he yeah. can have Bobby all to himself. Ooh, is that why? Yeah, because he was like, oh, this way Bobby won't be following Kitty around and we'll have more time with you. That's what he says. That was his selling point to Christian. It is? You, you don't remember that? Yes. And I surmise that's why Iceman won't... Oh, 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 I love this. So oh, I, I need, love this. Let's rewind and <gasps> I want to see what is going on with that. Oh. I bet you Bobby is like, I don't want anything serious. And Christian's like, I love you. Christian just wants an Omega on his team. Don't you think that's it? Well, Christian, but why Why would he betray his sister for mm, an Omega? He wants, that, he wants that dick. He, he wants, wants that ice pick. Like what team? For what? What is Christian? What, is he, what does he care? What? what on his little care? boat. Yeah. What does he but, care? What does he care? But why would he betray his sister Ooh, to get Christian Iceman on his Bobby. boat other than for dick? Mm. It's for dick. Anyway. Oh, my God. Emma's going to be so mad. She's going to be like, you betrayed me for dick. <laughs> she's like, all right. Well, I, all right. I she's like, I, I allow. Or if it's funny, you betrayed me. And he's like, but it was for dick. And she's like, all right. Oh, very good. <laughs> but uh, then comes Shaw, like, shows up with some Krakoan seeds and traps Kitty knowing that she can't phase out of them. Yeah. And this is where shit gets real. He basically does the full villain monologue and gives her the whole thing. Because here's the deal. He's like, I'm going to kill you now. And she's like, I'll fucking come back. And he's like, mm, I don't think mm, so. Will you? I don't think he will. And here's the other thing is they download their memories every week, right? So that's the one yeah. thing that I thought about. When a mutant dies and they're resurrected... They don't remember dying. You don't. Yeah, exactly. They don't remember because it's not up to their moment of death. It's just up to the last time Xavier downloaded all their memories. So she, even if so, she dies and gets resurrected, she's not going to fucking remember this. And I will I say love this, this shit. If if they don't, if she wakes up and like, Shaw, I'm going to get you. I will be the first being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, maybe like maybe they hit memory activate uh, right before she died. Oh, maybe like bullshit. that time of the week was. <laughs> I know. What are the odds? I know. Let me tell you, this Krakoa stuff. It is some fertile soil for some storytelling. There is. It's just just so dense and rich. Who like thought, there's so many who things. Who thought not having any character be able to die would actually make it more interesting? I thought that would like make it all. Boring. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. <laughs> but he fucking murder. He murders Kitty Pride. And Lockheed. And Lockheed. She's dead. 
But Lockheed, Lockheed may, may not be resurrected. I don't think Lockheed's dead, especially because he can't be resurrected. So they can't fucking kill Lockheed. If they kill Lockheed, I will. Oh my god! Then she basically is like, "You can kill me, but don't kill him." Oh, oh my god! So, so I am so and uh, from the. I looked at the next few releases. I feel like we're going to get two issues of Marauders. Like, I think there's like two weeks apart, two issues, Ooh. two issues in February. I hope so. I think I'm right. I think so. I don't know. I'm never <laughs> right about anything. Fuck. Excalibur, though. But that's the thing is that was so good. That was my second favorite X book. <laughs> Insane. Excalibur. Excalibur Jesus. is the best at having relationships, intrigue, plot twists, and really good battles. Like, all happening yeah. at the same time. That's so hard to do in one issue. With, like, a deep mythology all of a sudden. Outside of the whole Krakoa stuff. Or, like, born from the Krakoa stuff. A whole other world. And this is what's interesting, is it opens up, so so Apocalypse dies... Rogue absorbs him, but then he immediately comes back and he's like, being on the security council, the quiet council, I get resurrected. Like, I get I can cut the line. Yeah. So he just shows back up and Betsy's like, I got this. You know, I don't fucking need you. And he's like, bitch, you do. You do need me. But you do. And he sets up um, a ceasefire and does a battle to the death between Brian Braddock and Betsy Braddock. They're twins. And here's the interesting thing is he's as he tells Morgan Le Fay, it's that's who it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh he tells Morgan, like, hey, um, he's like, Well, you know, we'll ceasefire, and then she's like, Fine, we will win. And he's like, Yeah, well, we you will win. And Betsy'll just die and then we'll resurrect her. Yeah. And then they're just like, fine, ha 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 ha. But that's not really the plan. No. They have a different plan. And we don't really know what the plan is, but I think Betsy and Apocalypse know the plan. And that's what I think was also so good about this is like, you're reading this being like, she seems really struggled and I'm reading it like, well, you clearly have to die. You can't kill your brother. What are you struggling about? And she's like, uh, what am I going to do? Kill my brother. But she's going to kill her brother. And you're like, what? (laughs) What? What? But they have in their back pocket the other brother, Reality Warper, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Shows up and then brings him back to life. And now he's cured. Yeah. And they won. And And, Morgan is locked up. (laughs) And Jamie's king of that part of Otherworld. Yeah. Yeah. And because it was basically like this other world is going to start encroaching on our thing and we need we need someone who can handle all of that mystical energy with his reality warping yeah. powers. And yeah. he won't be on Krakoa anymore and he'll be out of everybody's hair. Right. But he's one of us. Yeah. And that's where it comes to what I find is the most interesting thing is Apocalypse has been alive for millennia. Yeah. And... This is the first time Apocalypse is like, you know what? I'm just not going to... It's not just going to be my thing. I'm going to do their thing. I'm going to do their thing and see how and show, and show and see how this works. And the sad thing is, is that nobody wants to trust him. 
and I don't know if we should trust him, but he's making everyone better. And it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. He's and, creating the world of mutant magic. Also, you know, he's Yeah, and the cover, if you look everybody. at it, like Richter is now like almost like a sorcerer ground person. Like it like like uh earth mover. Like everyone is at is acting at their highest like level peak of their powers. Level. Yeah. And uh Remy is not here for it at all. Oh, Gambit is like, fuck him. And Rogue is even the one being, and even Betsy doesn't trust him, but Rogue is the one being like, I think maybe this is all okay. Mm. Or do you Rogue think- is also the one who's calling him by his agagagaga yeah. Kirkoan name. Do you think there's going to be a twist where Apocalypse betrays everybody? Or do you think he's on board with all of this? I, I mean, I think ultimately everybody's on board with all of it. He's going to pull some shit. But the whole point is, like, they're all on the same side. and eh. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, I did things behind your back and did this, but, but it was all for the greater good, and you're all better for it. Because I was right. And I didn't have time to explain it all to you. I kind of love Apocalypse. What? Me too, man. <laughs> and then Rogue. I was disappointed. I kind of wanted her to have the apocalypse powers for longer <laughs> the apocalypse face i don't care about the powers i just like, want that would have been great like if apocalypse. remy was like trying to fuck because we were talking about that like remy she's like kiss me fuck her. and he's like i can't with those fucking like ribbons on your face she's also in control of her powers which we kind of got in mr and mrs x but then she had like a bracelet but then she realized it was because of fear that she wasn't able to control her powers and that she couldn't control them again. But she seems good. Yeah, she seems good. So good that she's just like, oh, Krakoa wants me to have a baby? Fuck no. your baby. Fuck your baby. She started talking about like having some really weird dream where they were holding her down and like telling her, like, you have to have a baby, Rogue. You have to have a baby. Ooh, that was creepy. That was like some Rosemary's Baby yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that was real? <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I, it, it felt foreboding. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm excited for all of that. For, oh, so weird. But um, Rogue is, yeah, Rogue's just like, I, I I feel like I shouldn't have to have a baby if I don't want to, which makes no, me... You shouldn't. I have a question. What is their mode of uh, protection? Birth control. Oh, I, they're doing it like they did in ancient Greece. They're having sex in a, in a steamy hot tub, which kills sperm. Yeah, well, cut to it a works. few months later, she will be pregnant because that is... Oh, not absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine her being pregnant, being like, but we had sex in a hot tub. And like, <laughs> like, like they like, used to do. That's not a thing. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> not a thing. Uh, I don't know. But man, I would love to if like all the other ex-women were all of a sudden pregnant. And they're like, Rogue, why aren't you pregnant, Rogue? Join us. That would be an amazing run if everyone had Yo. to get pregnant and had baby. What if that's what Children of the Atom is? Stop! No, that's not what it is. What if Children of the Atom is where they're all forced to have babies and then they just rather Stop than letting it. Them be babies, they're forced to be aged? Stop! <gasps> I like that. Oh yeah. But that's not what it's about. But anyway. No, it's not. Um, but it, like Krakoa is like one step away from getting weird Midsommar cult. Like I can see <laughs> that being like babies. Oh, I love that. 
but then, then there's an interesting thing of where we cut to Brian and Betsy. Brian mm. is back, and Brian's basically like, because and I, has this always been the thing where you choose between the sword and the amulet? Yeah, yeah. The whole thing of Captain Britain is that he chooses the amulet. Yes. So, but then why is there why is there a sword if he never chooses it? Has, are there any other characters from other dimensions that have chosen the sword? Or if you chose oh, the sword, I'm sure. but if you choose the sword, you're like you're not Captain Britain. So then, do you still keep the? It's sword? It's like I don't know. You're not noble. I know that. You're not like Britain's champion. You're kind of a jerk. Is always. But do you my still team. have the sword and have powers? I think so because that sounds like a better he does. Deal. I would choose the sword, right? Because then I don't well, have to anyway, be beholden to anybody. They're twinsies, so they do what twinsies do, and Betsy has the amulet, Brian has the sword, which he's like, I hate the sword, the sword means you're a jerk, and he's like, but you always like swords, and she's like, I have always liked swords, and he's like, so, you wanna switch? And she's like, yeah. So, but then, what does that, does that mean he's Captain Britain again? He's a Captain Britain, I think... My take was they're they're the captain's Britain, and he's got the amulet, and he looks like oh, just a lovely updated take on his original costume. Yeah, love it. I always love, love it. Costume. Me too. No, I am I sad. Love, but wait, no, my favorite version of that costume. Remember in the first few issues of Excalibur, where he had to like go back to that, but he's so much more muscular. Oof, so he yeah. was wearing his original costume, but his like muscles were bulging out. Yeah. It was like a half yes. top. Yes, oh. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Alan Davis, um, Brian Braddock from early Excalibur. So he, sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess so they're both Captain Britain. And there's yeah. a future. Uh, um, oh, wait, before we get into the the. Well, actually, I'll bring it up now. In the future solicitations, it shows that Betsy, that that Britain and Krakoa declare war on each other. Fuck yeah. Well, fuck, fuck Betsy, because Betsy's like, ooh, what do I do? Yeah. So she's like caught in the middle of that. And um, they're all going to be like, we want Brian. England's going to be like, we want Brian. We want Brian. <laughs> uh, but then we end things with... Apocalypse just fully what dissecting Morgan Le Fay. While she's alive. Yeah. He's sucking juices out of her. And <laughs> it's real gross. But he finds some kind of compound, according to the data page. It's like a compound mystical. Y. So it's like he's using science to collect magic. Magical, yeah. Yeah, substances, yeah. I was confused of this last uh, data page of like what this yeah. meant. I got to tell you, the grimoire pages of Excalibur I don't get, have, I, uh, have confused me throughout. Yeah. Oh, yeah, run. me too. I don't get it. But whatever. It's fun. It's great. I love it. I do love it. So good. So good. And that, those were our X books for the week. But we read other shit. We sure did. Isn't that right, Miss Jackson? What have you read for me lately? Um, what else have you read, Brett? Girl, what haven't I read? Oh, actually, that's a long list. I have read The New Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. Well, I read it, too. It's like, oh, number one, I'm here uh, for it. 
I'm here for it. But here, can I just complain uh, for a second? Guardians sure. of the Galaxy and Champions have both reset again to number one. Champions mm-hmm. has been around for less than four years, and this is the third or fourth reset. Stop it! Just let the numbers continue. Stop. Yeah, it feels like every time there's a new creative team, it's like back to number one. Back to number one, and then it's like. Guess what? It uh, if you keep making number ones over and over again, you're not increasing. I feel like it's not really going to increase the sales in the end because you're just like, you know what I mean? Like, let it get to issue. I feel 50. like it is. Let get it to issue fifty. Won't that sell? Nothing sells like a number one. Fuck. Then just let them all be number ones. Every issue oh, is a just fucking every number week. one. Every week, number one. Every week is an, is number. I'm just fucking over every it. title. Ugh. All right, calm down. But Guardians of the Galaxy is back. Looks like Rocket Raccoon. Or what is he? Where's his, his suit? Name? What's his name? He's not because he hates Rocket. Raccoon. Well, it's Rocket Raccoon. But no, he, he called actually, something else. His original name, Ranger Rocket. Ranger Rocket. That's what it is. Yeah. He's kind of survived his near-death experience. Yeah, he was. Looked, re, all his parts were replaced. Yeah, and it looks like everybody. But is his voice? It looks like his voice is weak. Has it always been like oh, that? Oh, no, that's always been. That's oh, always He's always his, talked yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're all just like on vacation, like, we're retired. We don't have to. We're having dinner. Anymore. We're having, we're having, they're literally having Thanksgiving dinner. And they don't understand turkey. I love that both the aliens are like, I'm not eating that because of its weird skin. And when you think about it, turkey does have weird skin. But that's what makes it delicious. I know. Anyway. I know. Uh, this is written by Al Ewing and drawn by Juan Cabal. Al Ewing is the guy that's doing the Immortal Hulk and half of Valkyrie. 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 <laughs> there should be a book about Jane Foster Hulk and we call it Valkyrie. I love that. Yeah. But anyway, so Al Ewing, I mean, he's like top dog at Marvel up there. He's up there and he's writing this book. So big, so huge. So in this world, it looks like the old gods were reborn and now they just want to destroy everything. Yeah, like Zeus and Apollo and Athena. They've all been like, they're all bad now. Who is the one with the harp? Oh, isn't that Apollo? Is that Apollo? Okay, yeah, that was Apollo. Yeah. Then who was the other one? Was that Athena? Mercury? No, Mercury was the like was the one that running Marvel the ba- the, the god of boundaries. Uh, yeah, I, so I was just confused. And then who was the? Was that Athena? Was a was with Athena Zeus? was the one who's like, I can smell you. No, no, um, that, no, no. That was that was the, that was uh, Hestia, the god of the goddess of the hunt. Yeah, Athena, Hestia, something. No, that they're right? two different people. Athena is oh. maybe that was Athena. Anyway, I felt they should have been like, "Hey, Athena," because I was a little like, "Who was you?" Yeah. So Zeus had a, a, a man and a lady with him, and then there was more men's and ladies. In Olympus, that's all. I know. Yeah, and and they're the Greek gods. But they did. But uh, Gamora was like, "No, we don't do this anymore." Gamora's and like, "Look, Al, Al Ewing does not like, want we'll me do on his team." We want. Yeah, yeah. Drax and Gamora are like uh, the author does not want us on this team, so we <laughs> are going to say no. And Groot isn't even on it. Yeah, yeah. Al Ewing's like, I don't want the Guardians of the Galaxy on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you. Who decided group talking was a good idea? I know, right? It's been it's, happening it, for a while now. I know, but it's awful. It's stupid. You ruined him. I um, agree. 
Yeah, it's like when Rajesh from Big Bang Theory finally was able to talk to women. I don't know any, I don't understand anything you just said. <laughs> the one of the characters couldn't talk to women. He had a, like a mental disorder where he had to, he couldn't talk when a woman was in the room. And finally, after okay. eight seasons, they were like, this is too hard to write around. And then they like made him able to talk to women. <laughs> so happy that show went for more than eight seasons. Twelve, um, I think. That's horrible. That's why Joker got nominated. Because the world is horrible. <laughs> Um, so we've got Marvel Boy, we've got Nova, we've got Phyla and Moondragon. Like, these are our new Guardians. Yes. And we have one joining us at the end, which I was very happy about, because he's very bisexual in my head canon, and in some regular canon. Hercules! Super... Hercules! <laughs> Hercules! Hercules! I was so happy when the the reveal character at the end of the book was Hercules. I like him. Yeah, it was fun, but it's like one of those things where it's like... It's still too much setup right now before, you know, I get a little bored with, with pilots in general and like one issue because it's all set up, set up, yeah. set up, set up, set up, set up. So it's like get to the fun stuff, but it's, I think it'll be fun. I'll keep reading it. So I don't know if you've gotten this far. I don't know if you, but something we'll talk about later also involves these old gods or some old gods coming back and being super evil. What? Um, We'll talk about it later. I'll bring it up later. Okay. I'll bring it up later. Okay. We're talking about comic books. Oh, 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 you're talking about, oh, okay. I thought you meant in the Marvel universe. Comic no, universe. I wish. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, what else did I read? Oh, um, ew. Ew. I read a DC book. Ew. Oh, I also tried to read Fantastic Four, but it was stupid. So I stopped. Uh. That book, yeah, not not a hit. Yeah. Not a hit. I just, because I was wanted, I was like, maybe Franklin's in it and they're setting something up. And they're like, nope. I was like, nope, right, nope, don't care. But ew, I read the next Superman. Just started. Why? Because I like to torture myself. And as much, as horrible as it is, Brian, Brian K. Bendis is, is Brian, <laughs> wait, Brian, did I just call him Brian K. Bendis? Yep. I, I, I just should be put to sleep. I am going through Alzheimer's. Brian Michael Bendis. He is easy to read. Mm. Like, although it's like, this is bad, I can still read it. Where some people mm. write stuff and I'm like, oh, I can't even get through this. But this mm-hmm. one, it's basically, he gets fired from the, the Daily Planet because he's Superman. Um, and, and Wouldn't but, you want Superman working no, for you? but then he's immediately, but after the whole thing, you're fired and blah, 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 blah. But now, but Superman is hired. Like, that was the big twist. So now he has to write as Superman. And Thanks, I hate the, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically the main. Then there was, like, another thing where there's, like, a United Planets federation that's forming and then he's helping with that and then there's some bad guy that looks like dark side that's not dark side but i don't know what he is and then superman was like battling him at the end and then i was like i just it's awful i don't care so ew 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 oh you need to stop i think i think you 
Superman and Brian K. Bendis need a clean break. <laughs> Brian K. Bendis. What do, what is, where did that come from in my brain? Brian K. Vaughn? There you go. See? There's oh, always a connection. Think? There's a connection somewhere there. Always. All right. Um, well, ew, I read a DC book as well. Ew. What did you read? I read Wonder Twins, number 11. Oh, fuck. I didn't even realize that was out. Oh, I would have read that. Yeah. Too. What happened? Um, it's so good. It's ah, so good. I loved it. I, I loved it. So DC, like not reading a ah. So Philo Math, um, you know, that that's the father, not the friend. It's Isn't the father who was trapped, a man. right? Not anymore. They, they freed him. In this issue, or did I miss an issue where they freed in the, in, I Evidently, I missed an issue, too, because I guess in Wonder Twins number 10, they freed him from the Phantom Zone. And is the daughter grateful, or is she still a little cunt? She is. No, she's <laughs> friends with them again. Yeah. She's totally cool. She's not a cunt anymore. Um, so they destroyed his house in the process, and they had to sell all of his personal belongings for some reason. Yeah. Again, missed it. But... A gay couple bought an old computer of his that had a program on it called um, Kernel 86. Kernel 86 is this kind of, it's like early AI. And uh, he was created in 1986. In 1989, Philomath created this kind of like AI upgrade for Kernel 86 and um, totally corrupted him. So Philomath like trapped or imprisoned this this early AI Colonel eighty six, who when it's on computer screens looks like like an old an old man with a monocle and a mustache. Okay. Um, so this gay couple bought this computer and they've connected Colonel eighty six to the internet and Colonel eighty six this old program Upgrade. has taken over the internet. Gl- yeah, it's globally taken over the internet, and but its sensibilities are of that of the eighties. So Colonel 86 is trying to bring everyone back to the pre-digital age. So like there's a, there's like an airplane and the onboard computer all of a sudden is Colonel 86. And he's like, what is this? A computer on an airplane? Airplanes don't have computers. You don't need that. And he like uh, um, destroys the computer in the airplane and sends the airplane crashing. So, so in its mission of bringing everything back to the way it was in 1986, it's fucking shit up. Wait, so we just murdered a bunch of people on a plane? Uh, I think the plane was saved by Superman. Oh, okay. But he just did it to one plane, not all the planes. Well, that's just one example of what's happening all over the globe. Okay. Um, uh, I'm sure other people died. <laughs> Superman saved so, that one, but hundreds of other planes, everyone has perished. So, who is completely on board with Colonel 86 bringing everything back to the way things used to be? Who? Old white men. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Message. So, <laughs> because old white men are on board, Lex Luthor and his whole Fox News enterprise gets on board. And they, like Lex News, are pro-Colonel 86. Oh, Jesus. What, what happened to the gay couple? So the gay couple is trying to fix it. They're trying to destroy it. They're, they're the ones who fucked it all up. And they've got what's known as the source computer. So they're trying to destroy Colonel 86, who is fighting them off, and then decides to destroy them. Why? Because one of them said something about being married to the other one. And Colonel 86 was like, what? Two men? 
no. So he's so he starts digitally annulling gay marriages all over the planet. Oh my god, I have to read this. Oh, it's amazing. Oh my god, I'm so pissed that I didn't read it. Uh, but yeah, I have to. I have to. See, I have to read this. This sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, it is basically like the Wonder Twins versus MAGA, and uh, it is so fucking great. Mark Russell is the best satirical writer in comic books. Period. Does he do anything for Marvel ever? No, I don't think so. Okay. Not that I know of. Have you read anything so, else? Um, uh, uh, well, I give that one ew because it was fantastic. Fabulous. And that was it. That was it. I read a bunch of other stuff, but I'm Ooh, just... Ooh, hit me. All, I decided to catch up on the new Buffy universe. Ooh, how is it? Because uh, now it's Buffy, there's Angel, and then there's one called Hellmouth. And Hellmouth is... The Hellmouth has been opened by Drusilla. And so Buffy and Angel have entered the Hellmouth uh, to fight it. So that's its own comic. And then meanwhile, the people left over without Angel and Buffy is the Buffy comic with just the, you know, the Scooby gang. And then Angel is Gunn, Fred, um, and uh, Spike versus Wolferman and Hart. Um, oh. You've read, you've watched and read, you, you remember all the Buffys. Like, you watched all the Buffys, right? Yeah. But here's the cool thing. When Buffy entered the Hellmouth, because she entered Hell, it means she technically died. So who do you think shows up? Let's see how you how much you remember. A new Oof. slayer shows up. Faith? No. Do you remember the one before Faith? No. Kendra. Kendra. Kendra, the black slayer, shows up. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Anyway, it's just, I, I don't want to, like, sit there and just describe the plots of all of them because it's, like, too convoluted and would take forever. But each one of them are so good. They're so good. And Hell just yeah. And it's basically taking all of these characters and just resetting it in the present and just telling just a brand new story and a brand new take. And it's great because the person who's writing it it's still those characters, but he's made them so yeah. much more interesting. The only thing that's bothering me is there's a dagger, and they keep referring it to as the key. Oh, and I'm Dawn. just scared they're going to turn this dagger into Dawn, and I will yeah. be mad because I hate Dawn. Anyway, uh, if you are looking for something to get in on um, and want to binge read, I highly recommend reading all of the Buffy Angel comics. It's a new universe. It's starting completely fresh as if these characters are in high school in 2019. And I love it. I recommend it. Hell yeah. All right. But why read when there's so much good stuff on TV? <laughs> are we going to get, are we going to get critical? Let's get critical. Let's get critical. critical. Uh-huh. uh-huh. start with a show that we've already seen that's already premiered yeah. uh, so magicians. magicians magicians episode two now granted was <laughs> i high when i watched it yes yes was am I? I starting to experience clear dementia where i can't yes. remember names of anything yes brian k yes 
Leah Thompson. <laughs> Leah Thompson. Although, in all fairness, I could totally see what your brain is doing there. But yes. Um, the uh, the plot line with uh, um, Margot. Yeah. I kept, I was like, what? What's happening? I kept getting confused. Yeah, they just kept trying to, it's easy. Well, she just kept trying to redo time. But I guess I was confused with the whole bees. And then I think finally I had to rewind it twice. And it was like, oh, she sent the bees back. To deliver a message. But then they killed him. But then they, because Josh is allergic. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So they just keep changing the past in order to save Josh and Fenn. And the reason Elliot and Margot don't get affected is because they sprayed themselves with that permanence body spray. Yes. So they're immune to the effects of time changes. Yes. But they, they figured it out. So they just basically said, okay, Josh and Fenn go to um, the guy who lives in the heart of Fillory, the, the, the clock man who we met in the first episode and have him fast forward you 300 years. No, but bring him a ham sandwich. But because yeah, bring him a hand sandwich so that he'll <laughs> he'll send send you to our future essentially, and he does. Then they're reunited, yay! But now they all have to figure out to go how to go back and save Fillory, I guess, yeah. from the Dark King. And also the fact that they're three hundred years in the future, so they can't go back to Earth. I would love it if they went back to Earth for a minute. It was three hundred years in the future, just to like oh. see what that was about. Oh my god! Yeah, so the like the the alignment between Fillory and the Earth is fucked up because of the magical surge. So the, the time, their times are misaligned. So who knows if they went back to Earth? Who knows where they would wind up? Yeah. Um. Can we also talk about uh, Katie's storyline? Yeah, that was With, amazing. But it has bisexual actor Jake Choi, who I want all over my body. And yeah, they, of course, is. they gave him a sex scene too. Yes, yes. but then, yeah, of course, because no I joke. like him, he's in he's in this uh, he's in a gay movie um, where he's like a photographer, and then there's a famous he's taking photos of a famous actor that's in the closet, and then they like start this affair. Like, oh my god, it's good. Anyway, and he's on the show Single Parents with Taryn Killam. Oh, that's where I know him from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, where he's like kind of all, yeah, like broy yes. and hot. He's like a bro, yeah, bro dude. Yeah, but then just yeah. knowing that he's like does sleep with guys in real life, just mm. anyway. Mm. Um, I was like super excited. Like, is he gonna be a regular? And then I looked it up while watching the episode, and it just said one episode. I'm like, oh, he's gonna die. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> I did like him though. He so did. he was. Yeah. He's basically like like a Manchurian candidate, which they even reference, uh, assassin. So people hire him and and they give him a card with a symbol on it. And when he looks at the symbol, he enters a different state of mind and becomes a killer. But then when he reverts back after the deal is done, he, he doesn't, doesn't remember. remember. It was yeah. a really good line where he's like, she's like, you don't re- like you're purposefully wiping your own mind. He's like, I don't want the stuff that I do on my conscience. And she's like, that's the reason we have a conscious. So you <laughs> yeah. don't do that shit. <laughs> Loved that. Loved it. Yeah. And then she had some kind of powerful things about being sober. You know, yeah. she's like, when I had my mind wiped, I thought that I got drunk. And we thought relaxed. it was a hangover. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like relieved because it's like so much pressure having to be sober. And it was like, oh, that's so sad. 
Oh, There's also really something where it's like her, you can still also tell she still is hurt that that penny doesn't oh, love yeah. her. Yeah. Which I'm glad that they're still kind of revisiting that. I kind of would love it if he starts to feel things for her and then there's kind of like a love triangle with Julia. Oh, that's absolutely going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. And now meanwhile, Julia, who wants to go on this mission to save the world, she needs to find they realize that there's like moments where of convergence where the the overuse of magic like the, the way it converges in certain points where then it causes explosions and stuff. So she's like trying to figure out how to predict them and find them. Yeah. I, goes, believe I love that she they're goes called circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to find this woman that can help. And as she goes to find her, she blows up. Yeah. Which they called her professor X. Professor X, because she's <laughs> Dean Fogg's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> she's like, you mean like the X-Men? You're like, no, it's my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, X, like my ex-girlfriend. Um, yeah, and I think I read that the the notion of circumstances is actually something pretty prevalent in the books. And fans of the books are always wondering why the circumstances never really played into the story. But evidently it's like... Wow, it's a it's a reference to the books that came way later than book fans were expecting in the show. But they brought it back. But they brought it back. They're still service. Yeah, they're still paying homage to them books. Uh, It's really good. And uh, Alice is still heartbroken over Quentin's death. So she she finds like something in Quentin's bedroom or among his belongings that's coded and she can't read it. A page from a book she can't read. So she resurrects a golem of Quentin to read the book, but she winds up resurrecting a 12 year old version of Quentin who it turns out is a 12 year old and can't read the book, but that's what Alice's subconscious wanted. She wanted him to not be able to do the thing she needs him to do. So his story doesn't end. And then it turns out basically he just, what was the thing that, that he was there for, for her? Cause he, to tell her that, yeah, to, to tell her like, look, <laughs> Yeah. The reason you brought me back in this form is because you didn't want me to be able to read it. Because if I did, then Quentin's story is over and you don't want it to end. What you don't realize is that his gift to you was not his life. It was yours. Yeah, that was powerful. Start living it. That was was really really powerful. powerful. Yeah. And then she's able to make the golem disappear. But that now, but Alice and Julia are going to team up. To stop the apocalypse, yes. and I'm all for that. Team it up. Team yeah, it, it was up. a really well written episode in terms of these poignant human moments. It was really good. And my boyfriend was like building a Lego set, so he was like in the background while it was on. And at the end of it, he finally just went, "Hey, you know what? This show's good." And I'm like, "Hello, hey. <laughs> yes." <clears throat> yeah, my you know I always have to watch stuff. Um, my husband, he's not a nerd, so he's not as excited as I am for something yeah. like a Sabrina, Yeah, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but when I'm like, do you mind if I watch The Magicians? He's like, oh, no, I like that one. <laughs> uh, I wish The Magicians had more like, because it's like when you watch The Magicians, you love The Magicians. But I feel like it's it doesn't have like I wish the magicians was like Game of Thrones popular. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like it deserves that. Anyway. Yeah, there's one other guy at my 
at my job who, um, you know, I, I used to work in Chicago. I moved away. I work from home now. And there's a guy in the Chicago office who loves the magicians also. And he messaged me. He's so lonely because he keeps trying to bring it up to other people. And oh, somebody like, yelled at him like, nobody watches the magicians. And he's like, Brett did. Brett watched it. That's how I feel. I mean, that's what I'm so happy I can do this podcast because there's so much shit I can't talk to. I can't talk about X-Men with anyone else because I don't really know anyone else that reads it. I know. Or I run into someone they're like, I only read the trade, so I'm not caught up. I'm like, well, fuck (gasps) you. (laughs) Oh, and then there goes that potential X-Men friend after you told him to fuck off. Yeah. Well. Oh, my God. Well, listen, there's another show that debuted, which we watched and are, I think, probably very excited about. Sabrina. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, season three on Netflix. Goddamn, I love this show so much. I have a complaint about it. Go ahead. I feel like they're, I feel like they were shooting their wad a little too much. I feel like that they they were like, I mean, here, spoilers. I'm giving away all the spoilers right now, but now you're queen of hell. Now the kids are grown up. Like, it was just like, now she's the, it was like, I felt like they, they were just, they, I felt like they just were going so many steps to, like, so fast. And usually I complain that things are going too slow. I just feel like they're going, and I like it, and I love it. But I feel like they're just going too fast. I feel like her yeah. being the leader of hell is like too. But that's little, the premise for this season. Too much. It's okay. the premise. She's queen of hell now. That's season three when Sabrina's queen of hell. All right. Anyway, you watched f- four episodes. I only watched two. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, though, Sabrina? Um, there's a lot of really sexy guys on this show. <laughs> I can't handle it. Okay. I can't handle First it. First of all. I mean, let's talk about the sexiest guy on the show. Harvey? No. What? Really? Oh. That's who you think is the sexiest? Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. No, I'm Nick. I'm Nick or I'm Nick all the way. Team Nick. I can't handle Harvey. I can't handle him. I mean, him. I like if Harvey was like, Do you you want a bone? I would be naked and I would rip my clothes off instantly, of course. But Nick? Oh, even in the opening where he's like trapped in hell in that jester outfit, half naked with that little neck collar thing. Oh, I was like, that is, why is that hot? Oh, his Sabrina's dad, Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer is hot. The Dark Lord. Let's also talk about the fact that, so Nick, you know, we left season two with Nick using his own body to trap Lucifer to trap the Dark Lord inside of him. So they cut to the torment that's happening inside Nick to keep the Dark Lord trapped. And it takes the form of a shirtless wrestling match that Nick can't stop thinking about. Yeah. Sorry, Sabrina. Sorry, Sabrina. I can't stop thinking about your dad. (gasps) I am hot and wet thinking about it. But uh, the one thing that I am annoyed about is the one character that I thought was gay, but turns out to be bi, is her. Company. I know they super made Ambrose straight. 
Well, he's not straight. I mean, he's bi, bi, bi. He's bi. He's bi. He's but, bi, but I'm just like, look, can we like have them break up so we can date a guy again? <laughs> Thank you. I liked Ambrose better when he was dating men. That's why I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to have Ambrose's bisexual pendulum swing the other way, then let's make this Satan and Nick stuff happen. Like, yeah. Give me... Well, now the Give only gay sense. thing is with the trans man now meets a guy and they're going to be in a relationship. So that's yeah. the only gay thing that's going on Theo. now. And I need more gay but stuff. The gay, I mean, the guy. Well, don't Theo give anything away. I've only seen the first two episodes. Don't give anything away. His, his name is Robin. That's all I was going to say. Oh, is that a character in the Archie comics? No, I'm I, I'm covering because I was going to spoil something for you. And oh, wait. Oh, it's that he's uh, trans too. Or they are trans? Are they all theys? Are they... No. Now I'm pronoun no. confused. What? It's a show about good people and bad people. What do you oh, think? Oh, oh, he's bad. Oh, they're all... Oh, he's no. bad! They're all bad! Oh, he's bad! God damn it! He's Can't bad! He, what, what's, uh, what's the trans character's name again? Theo. Theo. Theo can't catch a break. I know! Poor Theo! Uh, anyway... Uh, I really liked the ice cream bad guy, the ice cream salesman yes. bad guy. That was super the ice the, the pedophile ice cream man. Yeah, that was super creepy. Um, yeah, it was really fun. I will say, um, the one thing that I don't buy, um, is why Sabrina just won't tell her aunts everything. Oh, because then you're not going to have the scene where they find out and get super pissed. I know, but it's like, but, but, but why would you not tell them? Like they would be, they wouldn't like. Why would you not tell your parents anything you've done? Because you know, they're going to get very angry. I know, but at this point, because I'm on episode two, so don't give anything away. But she becomes the like queen of hell. And then they're just like, you lied to us about Nick. And it's like. Um, you still haven't said that you're the leader of hell. They're praying to Lilith, oh. not knowing they should be praying to you. Oh, yeah. Does that come out in the later episodes that you've seen? Of course it does. Ah! So I was excited do you, for that. Do you think Aunt but Zelda just is like, happy about it? I know, but Ooh. I'm still like, you're the queen of hell. You can fucking tell your your aunts whatever the fuck you want because you're the yeah, queen well. of hell. I do think it is funny that she's the queen of hell, but she's scared to tell her aunts that she's the queen of hell. Her aunt Zelda <laughs> is very scary. <clears throat> yes. And and still one of my favorite fucking characters on the planet. Oh. And then the other thing is now uh, the guy from Jeffrey from Coupling. What's, <laughs> uh, what's, uh, Caliban? Um, no, 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 no. Caliban. We'll get to him in a second. No, the, the, the high priest. What's his name? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget. Yeah. Uh, he now has Satan. Was Inside of him. him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. And I'm yeah, like, and Nick, but also did I'm you get like, to the scene where that, Nick keeps showing up in the prison and Satan's like, why do you keep visiting me? No, you no, I haven't gotten to that. Because uh, they're uh, gay. But I also think uh, when they decided to transfer his body out, it's like, why would you take your biggest enemy and transfer him inside your other biggest enemy? Oh, that's, they got to do something that with that That seems character. like a dumb idea. But I immediately knew when the two kids came out as sacrifices, I immediately knew that those were... As soon as he said 15 years, I'm like, oh, that's the... Uh, that's them. Yep. That's the kids. Um, so great. Anyway, it's super fun. It's just what I needed right now. Um, I do wish that they timed it 
for Halloween. Like the, I wish it was like the Halloween time. No, like it's because that because the first season I think was around Halloween and it was like it was like perfect. It was like this is what I need. When fall hits, I want scary shit, scary supernatural shit. I know. Hey, do you know what else I want to ask you about TV wise? Did you catch up on The Good Place? I did. Isn't it? The last few episodes feel like the end of the show, but it's still not over. Well, I just think it's, and big spoilers for The Good Place, amazing. Yeah. That after, what is this, the fifth season? The fourth. The fourth season, we're finally going to The Good Place after 50 episodes. (laughs) They get to The Good Place. We're actually going to The Good Place. And it turns out, of course. It's horrible. It's horrible. And it's and it's hard and it and it's explained about it being horrible by guest star Lisa Kudrow. Oh, amazing! Which is amazing, but it is a thing. It does bring up the idea that if you're in utter paradise for eternity, that's awful. Awful. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. They become ha- happiness zombies. Yeah. I'm like oh, okay, great. Okay. And All okay, and one of my close friends was in it, and I was screaming. Who? Uh, when uh, Tahani's talking to one of the guys, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I was, I got cut, and I died from a cut, and now people." Oh yeah, 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 the Phoenician. That's like one of my close friends, Dave Danapore. Oh, I was like, ah! I do improv with Amazing. him all the time. Yeah, great. Um, oh, anyway, God. Good Place is great, and there's only one episode left. It's like going to be a big finale like I'm a long so episode. Sad. Yeah. But I mean it's at this point like where else is it going to go? Exactly. Um yeah, end it. Make it make it great. Um there's another show though that's just beginning its new season like we said earlier, season 12 of The Drag Race. Yes. <laughs> the, the Drag Race. Of The Drag Race. <laughs> Someone clearly has not watched it. But as you say, I work there and I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. You guys, you can't what? tell wow that I did this. Um, but I kind of brought some footage. Oh my God. Some behind the scenes footage. And this isn't, this is actually just the mic. So, so whenever a drag queen is walking down the runway, they have to do puns and give puns describing their outfit that ends up in the, in the show. I have just the raw audio of when, when Bobby Drake Iceman is a guest star was, he's a guest judge. On one of the seasons, I have the audio of, Get him, out. of him and RuPaul trying to do the puns <gasps> on the dresses. Oh my god. Uh, can we hear it? Yes. Here we go. All right. Let it begin, girls. Okay, all right. So now they're going to walk down. Bobby, I'm just saying, they're going to walk down. It's the unicorn runway. And so when they walk down, I want Mm -hmm. you to give me, girl, your best, your best little puns on their outfits. So any unicorn pun is related. All right, here's the first contestant. I'm so good at puns. Okay. All right. Oh, look at that. Oh, someone's got me in the unicorn hole. It's your turn, Bobby. <laughs> um, ice, ice baby, am I right? All right. Okay. Can we cut? Um, what? That, it's a that was good. Unicorn puns, not ice puns. This isn't about you. This is about this is about their outfit. Got it. Roger. Got it. Okay. okay. All right. Here, she, here they come out. Oh, is that a horn in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? You are like fabulous cubed. 
right, how we say? Can we cut for a second, Bobby? Yes. Bobby, I'm gonna give you one more chance, and you need to you need to do a pun that doesn't have to do with ice. Every single oh, okay. thing we've been doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I know we probably should have done an ice-themed one for you here. Hey, well. But frankly, we didn't want you here. And then I met this woman named Miss Frost, and the next thing I know, we have you on. So I don't. Emma's a good friend. She's an ally. I don't know what that was about. All right, so here we go. Um, here's our next contestant. Oh, look at that. You've got me so horny. <laughs> oh, baby, my bussy is cold. All right. Um, one, you still did a cold thing. And two, we never say the word bussy. Bussy is banned on the drag race lot. It's disgusting. I'm so, I'm it's so disgusting. That's it, Bobby. I'm sorry. You're fired. Get out. Oh. Get a, you know what? We're just going to get, we're going to get some non-mutant to replace you. We're going to get Neil Patrick Harris. So No! It. Oh, God, you're making everything cold. Oh! I'm an Omega. Wow, that was, uh, that was intense. Yeah, that caused, oh. that caused a lot of damage on the set. So. Oh, it did. Are you okay? I'm not. I I work in a different. I'm not where they shoot it, so I'm in a different. Okay. So I was fine. Oh, thank God. But people wouldn't shut up about it. Oh my God. Well, I mean, good for him. He He'll tried. get it. He'll get there. He'll he get tried. There. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, well, thank you so much, everybody. That was episode 117, which I think is a prime number. Um, I'm Brett. This is my co-host, Evil Jeff. Hey. Uh, hey, if you wouldn't mind, um, if you are a fan of the show, please tell the world by giving us a review um, and ask your friends if they'd su- subscribe, if they'd subscribe. Yeah. And uh, and just to let you know, um, if you read comics, well, I hate to break it to you, but that makes you queer. queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.